The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode are that of the guest and host and do not necessarily reflect the values of sponsors or other associated organizations. to the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I am your host, Bobby Williams. As the YouTubers like to say, please smash that subscribe button. It's not just for YouTube. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and that way we'll notify you each week when the next episode drops. Today we are talking about the relationship between foster parents and biological parents. The goal in foster care is always reunification. It always is, it always starts that way at least. For foster parents, it can be this whole mix of emotions. Attachment, fear, even anger sometimes. So how can you have a good relationship with the biological parent? Today we are learning from one woman's experience. Victoria was going through some major addiction challenges, which contributed to her children being removed from her care. But she did some real work on herself. She pulled it together. And on the day that we recorded this interview, it was actually the one year anniversary of her children being reunited with her. Through it all, she had an incredible foster parent that kept the relationship strong and really just contributed to the reunification being possible. Let's hear her story. When my kids first entered foster care, um, my life was in shambles. Um, I had nothing other than my children until they were taken. Um, I didn't have any family or community or support or anything like that to fall back on. It was just me by myself. So it was really hard. Well, it, it sounds so scary too, or that would be such a, like there's such a unknown of like, who are these people? What's going to happen to my kids? I bet a lot of that was going through your mind. Oh yeah, there's, um, you know, so many horror stories and then there's the fact that they came and took your kids and brought them to strangers that you've never met and that in that circumstance you're usually not going to meet what what was the first contact like or how did you first connect with the foster parents i was scared to death um through the um social worker i didn't have any contact um i was asking who you know the name of the foster family and stuff like that and you know they couldn't give me any information and so it was it was really scary and the fact that I had no control over it no nothing just pretty much they told me you're just gonna have to accept it and then I got an email and it was from a lady named Alicia she let me know that that she has my kids and that they're safe and that she would love to have a relationship with me and that she wanted to make sure that, you know, I had everything that I needed to be able to do what I needed to do to get my kids back. Well, it's like that relationship and having that connection is so important. 
And even if there's rules, like maybe we can't see each other in person, there's probably like small things you can do to still keep that connection alive, right? Right. Yeah, she was really careful to follow the rules. At the same time that she found the things, and not necessarily a loophole, but she found things that she could do and she could involve me in. And, um, and she would go out of her way to be able to do these things or ask the social worker if she could do these things. Yeah, like a Christmas card or a birthday or something like that. Like, I think even those little connections can make a huge difference. Yeah, but she would also push and she'd be like, you know, I've seen how good she's doing. I, you know, know, because we talk all the time and all this stuff. Can she please take the kids trick-or-treating with us? And like, she would do all these little things to involve me. Yeah, it, it seems like, especially with social workers, they have so many cases. And so you have to be your own advocate a lot of the time, both for foster parents and biological parents. And Alicia, the foster mother, she, she's she been um, a foster parent for a long time now. And so she kind of knows the ins and outs of it. And she made sure that I knew the ins and outs and knew what I could do. And she would give me tips and, you know, every little thing that she could do to help my family succeed, she did. It seems like when you start as a foster parent, part part of you might want to be judgmental. Like you read the CPS report and you could just start off the bat with like a negative opinion of the biological parents. But we all know that like reunification is the best thing for kids if it's possible. Um, it just seems like letting go of your judgment seems so important for foster parents. Right. And just the people that we are when we get our children taken away from us are not the people that we are. That is a shell of a person that you have became situationally. The understanding of that and that there is so much need for mental help and emotional help and support and just even just a, a little thing can go so far to helping somebody just even a once in a while, send a picture of your child to the um, bio parent. You're like, oh, you know, they do really care mm. or they do want me to be involved. Well, that's a good point too. If you judge someone based on the worst time of their life, of course, you're going to have a negative opinion and keeping that perspective of this is someone that's going through something. This isn't a bad person necessarily. What do exactly. you think? What do you think it's left out in this conversation or people don't think about enough between foster parents and biological parents? Just just a lot of understanding and compassion. It takes a lot to make something of yourself, especially if it's from the gutter. And a lot of people in that situation were raised that way and they don't know any differently. You know, it, it doesn't hurt to to worry a little or to be a little extra careful, but I don't really necessarily think there's a reason for judgment for anybody. What was it like when visits first started happening or what what was that first visit like? Oh, the first visit was terrifying. Not only meeting the new foster parents, they were the ones doing the drop-off at the time. And at the same time, I had this thought in my head that my kids thought differently of me, that they have to hate me. They don't want to see me and that the foster parents don't want to meet me, that nobody 
that's actually going to be there. They all they're going to do is I'm going to walk in and they're going to be like, oh, but it wasn't anything like that. I think one core thing foster parents should always think about is like, never try to turn your the foster youth against their biological parents and kids are fiercely loyal. Oh, yeah. Like as a foster parent, you're never going to do yourself a favor by trying to do that. And why would you? It was even, it was to the point where um, she was, they were in her care for two years and they were thinking about adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, and even through the whole possible adoption process, it was still her pushing for me to get my kids back. But if I couldn't, then she would adopt them. So it was still her number one interest for me to get my kids back, even though she bonded with them and you know all that. Like she understood her place, I understood mine, and we worked together. So then you, you know, you're working on yourself, you're starting to make progress. You you have visits, but then what are the steps towards reunification or how how did that all work? That was a little tricky for me because we have so many different minds change. Um, it started with visits and an amazing amount of classes. <laughs> of classes, and you said? After, yes, an amazing amount of classes. And it was really slow. You know, we did um, visitation through the um, counseling system so that we could have family counseling and visits at the same time in a clinical perspective. Um, we changed to visits day long and then overnight. I think I got two overnights and then it went up to three overnights. I think I had three overnights for like a year and then I finally got them in my care full term after two years of them being out of my care. So sort of a gradual transition, like you start with a day, you go to two days to three days and um, do you still keep a relationship with the foster parent now, or what does that look like? Oh, yeah. Um, we have imprinted on each other. We're a family now. Um, I actually just recently moved out closer to her. <laughs> um, she's a huge support. I kind of see her as my mom, and I never really had anybody in my life growing up or anything. She's the first maternal figure that I've ever really been around. <laughs> so I looked up to her. And we talk, I don't know, every, at least every couple of days, the kids go over there every other weekend. Um, they still, their kids and my kids still call each other brother and sisters. And, you know, when they're over there, they call them mom and dad. And they're over here, they call me mom and dad, you know. Um, they're just their other parents. And they will be forever. I, I think that's really special because a lot of times foster parents, and sometimes it's like this, um, but they think, okay, that's the end of my relationship with this kid. And if you have a good relationship with the foster parent, it doesn't necessarily always have to be. Right. Do you find yourself setting boundaries with um, the foster parent? Like, do they ever try to like overstep or like overreach now that the kids are back with you? At first, yes. Um, she would. Uh, because... When they came into my care, I was like, okay, um, you know, you did this for me, so I'm going to do this for you. Have you come to the doctor's appointments for the kids? So I would keep her 
100% involved in everything. And then eventually I was like, okay, I'm the parent now and I need to prove that I can do this on my own. You were here when you needed to be and I really appreciate that. Can you please take a step back and let me prove that I can do this? And she's like, oh yeah, definitely. And now, you know, she'll, she'll ask me if I need help, but she'll say, if you have any idea that you think you can do this on your own, do not get help. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll do this on my own until I need help and then I'll ask for it. Nobody needs to help me until I need the help. <laughs> Hearing your story, it sounds like some core values of the relationship with you and this foster parent are acceptance and respect. It's 100%. Well, so what is life like now? Uh, how long have you had your kids and uh, what are things looking like for you now? So it's almost been a year. It was, um, oh my gosh, I think it's today. I think today oh, is wow. my one year. <laughs> cool. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, today is my one year. Congratulations. It was a week before my birthday. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Okay, so uh, life is amazing now. Um, when we first, when I first got the kids back, we were in a one-bedroom apartment. Um, it was really, really hard. So we, we finally just moved out to the country. We um, have a five-bedroom house, big old farmhouse. We have 10 head of cattle. We just got a puppy this morning. The kids love the farm life. We're outside all the time. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So incredible. Well, it's amazing just to hear about like how far you've come, how much this foster parent has just had the right attitude the whole time and the impact it's had on you. Do you have any closing thoughts or ideas that you want to give to foster parents who might be listening right now? No, I think it's just go in with acceptance and respect and just you're going to know that you're going to see that person grow. And once that person starts to grow, it's going to be a huge change, especially for new foster parents. I think being more accepting to the bio parents, I think it would be easier for them to connect with them and to do what they need to do. (laughs) Well, congratulations on everything that's happened and um, congratulations on your one year here today. So I'm glad we got to be part of that day with you. That's huge. Thank you so much. Thank you, Victoria. And congratulations. You know, I don't know you super well, but I I feel proud of you. So thank you for being so open with us and I hope this helps a lot of you out there listening. This has been the Parental Compass. I'm Bobby Williams. Family Education and Support Services makes the show happen. We'll see you next week. Peace.